1: Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 727 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by John Kozak and our buddy, J.D. Raider, coming at us, calling in from the belly of the beast, if you will, in Las Vegas, in his room, and he alleges he did not have a wild night last night. He looks, you you look good. You look fine. Um, How much gambling have we done so far, J.D.? Not much. Not much. Okay. I did hit the craps table a little bit with Sion. Sion loves craps so much. Yes. (laughs) He he loves it. I remember the one year we came back from like day one and like the way CKLV, if you've never been to Cliff Keen Las Vegas, like there's the convention centers right next to the Westgate. So you go basically from your room through the casino to the tournament. Well, Sion goes from the tournament. I remember. He goes straight from the tournament to the craps table. He's wearing his his giant uh, what are they called? Like the credential thing? Are they just gambling away, uh, for trying to strike it big on craps? The man is very passionate about uh, playing craps. But glad you haven't lost too much money yet, JD. Good job by you. Um, I can't wait to be either, there though.
0: So nowhere to go but up.
1: That's okay. Uh, going coming home even is a win. In, in uh, Vegas terms. Okay, a little bit of news, Pennsylvania news, the Keystone State, um, before we get into full CKLV mode. One, apparently, according to Josh Martin, um, Levi Haynes is going to sit out his senior year of high school scholastically, just focus on training, and um, you know that's the extent of what he's going to be doing for this year which is you know for for Pennsylvania wrestling fans for Pennsylvania wrestling it it stinks that you don't get to see him again i'm sure there's you know i know that he drives 2 hours mm-hmm. to train at M2 he he's from Biglerville Pennsylvania and that's not super close obviously to or not obviously if you didn't know to to where state college is so i don't know if that's a factor and he's just you know If he's already got a place there, he's gonna train at NLWC and M2, and that's that. I don't know. That's speculation. That's my assumption, Uh, but but I don't know for sure. It is disappointing though. Just, um, but it it makes to me it makes sense, and I think this is gonna be a trend that continues um, in in high school wrestling because what has there has been a shift in what's important in in high school wrestling to the elite of the elite, and it used to be you know you win your state title and that was the biggest thing and then it you know there's these national tournaments that you can go to and whatever and then over the last you know 5 8 years winning world age level world titles has become the thing so if another thing becomes the most important thing that shifts the priority down for the other things and one thing you're seeing be there's collateral there is is the state championships and I don't <laughs> know if it's good or bad or indifferent I love that winning age level world titles is a priority for the best of the best but you know there is something really cool and you know romantic about the idea of of winning a a state title for your town your school at your state level and the uh the the just the progression there i think it's a cool thing and and i and i understand why I, I, you know someone who's has world championship aspirations doesn't want to do the wednesday duels and and all that stuff where they're not going to face someone that can get out of the first period with them for, you know, I and I understand that, right? But, you know, deep down, I still love the idea of, you know, the best guys having to go through that progression. And maybe Levi Haynes is like, well, I did. You know, I won I won a state title, and, and that's great. But you're seeing a lot of guys that are sort of making this, like, why do I care about, um, you know, winning a PIAA? That's not my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal is to be... You know, a Division One wrestler at a, you know, pristine university and win world championships. And that's where my focus is. And that's a great, very noble focus as well. So it's just kind of, I think we're going through a season of change that's been happening, right? I feel like, you know, Pico was one of the guys, first yeah. guys we saw do this. Um, I'm sure he's not, but it was one of the first big memories. Like, no, I'm not worried about that, doing a different kind of thing there. And, you know, the guy was in the Olympic trials finals in, as a, you know, high school senior, which.
2: Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of, even of like what Kyle Snyder did when, when he was, after he won a world title, he's like, okay, my goals are, are higher than, and at that time it was just college. But I think that's just, it's like such a small percentage of the athletes that we have sure. in high school or college that are gonna have those goals that are loftier than their, their peers. So, it's it's certainly like I don't know fascinating to to think about because we were talking with Bray beforehand, and he's like, yeah, for for me, and the same the same for me is like I needed this like the state tournament as a goal because that was what was attainable for me like, all right, I want to get to the state tournament, I want to place there, I want to maybe win a title, but it's mm-hmm. like I wasn't thinking about <laughs> you know I'll just forego my senior season, right? You know, I got bigger goals, right? So I think that's why it's just, it just stands out so much because it's hard for the common folk to relate to.
1: Yes. Yes. Us us commoners. Yeah. Also, in Pennsylvania wrestling news, uh, the PIAA upheld the suspension against Bishop McCourt, the high school of Eric Gibson, Mason Gibson, will be the high school for for Bo Bassett, Sam Uh, Herring, and on and on. I don't know what that was. So that's obviously disappointing for wrestling fans because you want to watch these guys Wrestle in at the PIAA's is something they want to do. Bill Bassett got a two year ban. Um, I guess that's a postseason ban. I don't know if he. I guess he's still allowed to coach. I don't know what exactly that means. Three year probation. I mean, I, I don't. I can't say I understand the the decision. I don't think it makes it. Uh, yeah. And what what I would have to envision if I heard okay, a school got a two year postseason ban. Mm-hmm. And that you ask me, what do you think they did to earn that? I'd be like, oh man, they're paying guys. They're doing it's it's got to be way way worse than what is alleged to have uh, transpired with 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 the Bassets and this Bishop McCourt and uh, I don't I don't understand. It's disappointing for you know Pennsylvania wrestling because you want to watch these guys yeah. wrestle and Eric Gibson's uh, PIAA career is done. That's it. You know, and,
2: Ma- and Mason, right?
1: E- oh, yeah, for two years. For two yeah, two-year band. Mm-hmm. So Mason's done. and You know, do these guys stay at, at Bishop McCord? I mean, I don't think Eric has a, an option, but would Mason look to go somewhere else so he can do A, um, mm-hmm. at least one more uh, state title run? I don't know. but
2: Yeah, I saw Eric is, is going to um, move up to Ithaca early and just start training with um, Spartan RTC. Um, I don't know. And maybe Mason, because is Mason just a sophomore? Uh, so maybe it means this year and next. Um,
1: yeah, I would assume that so would be. maybe he
2: will have one more season. But I don't, I don't know, JDD. Do, I guess or, I forgot
0: you know?
1: he's just a sophomore.
0: Yeah, he's a sophomore. So he'll have his senior season okay. available to him.
1: Yeah. But, you know, someone like Bo Bassett's not going to be able to be a four-time state champ. That option won't be. Mm-hmm. Won't be there for him. And uh, I'm sure that's something that was on his radar. But Bo, Bo's probably going to be one of those guys that, I mean, I don't know this, but he would certainly fit the mold for someone that, you know, by the time he's a senior year, what are his aspirations going to be at that point? Um, but regardless, I'm sure your freshman year state title opportunities is a huge one for for anyone. Uh, so that's disappointing and um, I'm sure discouraging for, for those wrestlers there.
2: Yeah, it's it's wild because there's lesser suspensions in uh like international wrestling for failing a drug test yes then for this and so it just seems i don't know it's just like the punishment doesn't seem to fit the
1: yeah the crime that's what i would if to your ban, i'd be like you are injecting these kids with steroids and you're also paying them to move to where you are like that's mm-hmm. the kind of um misdeeds you would expect and Instead, it seems sort of a lot more nebulous, and I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's something I'm missing. I'm no I'm no legal mind, and I've never had to look at these kinds of decisions. But to me, just a cursory glance, it doesn't make sense. I to somewhat take the other side of things.
0: Uh, like obviously, to your ban is pretty pretty ridiculous, but it it is obviously an unfair advantage to other smaller schools when one school just brings in talent from all over. Uh, I think I like the way New Jersey does theirs where uh, you all the schools are together for the individual title, but private schools have their own section for like dual title or team titles, so to say. That could be a solution, perhaps, to kind of combat this, where you know you still need to beat those guys to win your individual title, but okay, you can still be the best homegrown team, yeah, unquote or whatever. Or maybe I, I saw Brock um, Height suggest this back when the suspension was first handed down. Okay, ban Bishop McCourt. From scoring team points for two years, if you want, but allowed those kids to wrestle and just not accumulate team points. Yeah. So that they could, don't don't harm those kids that basically did nothing wrong.
1: The thing that to to kind of push back in your argument about you know competitive advantage or whatever, but basically you you're banning moving at any point in time. I mean, we're talking about middle schoolers moving. We're talking about seventh graders moving are you not allowed to move you can't I mean families move all the time Uh, I I don't yeah and they're going to move you're gonna move everyone does this okay Mm -hmm. we're gonna move to a place where do we wanna go we'll go to the best school We wanna go to a place that aligns with the interests of my kids that they're gonna be able to have the best opportunity the thing that every parent does or wants to do some are able Mm -hmm. to some are not why am I not able to say, yeah, I want to go to Bishop McCourt. I want to go to Franklin regional. I want to go to this school, that school, Buffalo gap high school. Right. Why? Because my kids will be supported X, Y, and Z way. And if it's for academic reasons, it's fine. No one cares that someone wants to move somewhere to be, any other Mm -hmm. activity besides athletics or, or any other activity choir, you know, for all those music teachers. Well, And even too, it's
2: like, you have the gibsons who are related to the bassets Mm -hmm. and so it's like it it totally like ignores how relationships work in the real world where it's like oh my kid's really into wrestling he met a great friend and they want to train together when can we we can move when they're in middle school it won't affect like they have their whole high school and they'll be together all grown up and like for the gibsons yeah i'm gonna go and Go with my cousin and i'm gonna compete with my cousin and it's like it just ignores i feel like the culture of of the sport
1: um also humanity yeah yeah humanity it's like (laughs) it's not it's not wrestling specific to want to be with family or to be with like-minded or like yeah um yeah for sure
2: it's yeah it's i don't know it's silly you can see the other side of it where if you're competing against that obviously you don't you know you don't like it and you you, it's probably jealousy where you wish for that circumstance to be your own, right? But you can't fault people for I'm, doing what's best for. The is kids. this
1: the only instance of this happening? And there, there's no other move-ins in PIAA's or other states. It's like, the, not. It, of course not. It, it cannot be unique to Bishop McCourt. I mean, maybe it's a, a unique extreme case. I don't know. But the idea that people aren't moving around in Western Pennsylvania to go to cannon McMillian or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Why wouldn't you want to go to Canon Mac? It's a great school with a great wrestling tradition, or dairy or where, wherever, right? Yeah. Th- that just makes sense. Um, I don't know.
0: It it is, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Interesting that they chose this time to really crack down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they made an example out of Bishop McQuaid. That's what they did.
2: Yeah, and and maybe it speaks to. I mean, we're talking about PIAA a lot, but maybe it speaks to the changes they need to make. So, like, <clears throat> I know some, and Christian, you already said this, but some states have their own private school division. And maybe that's just what needs what mm-hmm. needs to happen. Um, I think of a similar thing just because I know, like, the Michigan athletic culture. It's like D- Detroit Catholic Central is a similar, similar way where it's kind of open for kids to move into. Um, but then they compete against like the public schools right and so it's like ah you know is that are is there a level playing field where it's like okay whose responsibility is it to make a level level playing field yeah it's the uh the athletic commission right <laughs> and, and so if these schools are figuring out a way to use their advantages to their advantage then well
1: you heard that you heard similar stuff about bethlehem catholic you yeah. know s- some years ago in the nazareth thing and i don't know yeah
0: public, public schools as much too
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll move on, but I'm sure it won't be the last we talk about it or hear about it. But um, yeah, PA Power with the with the coverage there. If you want want a little bit more on PIAA. pre seeds are here. They're out. Any surprises? I was not particularly. Surprised by any of them other than just looking at some of these weights and being like, holy cow, there's some there's a few super, super deep weights here. Um, They're all really good, but there's a few that stood out. Anything stands out about the preseason before we get into our weight by weight previews, predictions, etc. Clay Carlson getting the
0: one was a little surprising to me at 141 pounds over Alira's
1: in red. I, I think just the returning AA thing, or I—that I, was the only thing that stuck out to me. Yeah, I mean, so is Red. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Chad Red had the loss um, to to
2: Keyshawn Clark. Yeah, so did they yeah. take? They took that into play. Maybe that would probably be probably. the only thing. Yeah, um, but yeah, that sets up a Chad Red as potential semi. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Who's
1: mad Which at is, that?
0: It's huge for Carlson that, you know, he goes through Grant Willits in mm-hmm. the semi,
1: potentially, instead of Allieres or Red. Yes. Yeah, you're exactly right about that. So why don't we start at 125? Uh Kozak made some mock brackets for these so that we could pull up for visual effect, and Tyler had them ready to go. The number one seed is Patrick Glory, two Schroeder, three Heinzelman, um... Here we go. Four Medley, five Manchio, and on and on it goes. So uh, among the bigger favorites, I'll say, of all CKLV is probably Patrick Glory. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't got to see him wrestle folk style since EIWA's 2020. So it's been a little bit, but we know he's been in the streets. I think the his last match was actually against his potential semifinal opponent, Joe Manchio of Columbia. So we could see a rematch there, but Manchio would have to get by. Presumably Jack Medley of Michigan. Um, anything? To, to me, the most interesting thing is, okay, how much better is Malik Heinzelman, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, that's the question. He's beaten Sam Latona this year. He, you know, he had a good year last year. He's beaten several All-Americans at this point. Now, can he get by um, Schroeder and make the finals here? And can he push a Patrick Glory? I'm not. I'm not there yet. I think the Matt advantage for Heinzelman or for uh, Glory is gonna be too much for Malik to overcome, but I am intrigued, and this is gonna be a great measuring stick for Malik's progress.
0: That's one of the big questions for me too. Also, another big one is, can Devin Schroeder kind of get back on a horse? He made the finals here in 2019, and I feel like he had kind of a little bit of a rougher year last year, and now Mm -hmm. that he's in his sixth or seventh year, I forget, can he maybe kind of get back to a guy who we were looking at as a top four guy in the NCAA almost? potential finalists
1: if he's opposite Spencer. We, we kind of felt that way. Yeah. Yeah, and then at uh, NCA's last year, Schroeder loses to Spencer and Eric Barnett. Um, I think Barnett had actually beaten him earlier in the year as well. But, yeah, it wasn't as good a year last year for Schroeder like we had seen in previous years. Yeah, and Heinzelman's never
2: beat Schroeder um i was trying to confirm he's majored um, him before and russell said he beat him 20 to nothing uh which is
1: that sounds
2: far-fetched i I was trying to confirm that i couldn't find the video of it
1: um if you uh,
0: get four back points as time expires with writing time i think that's how you can do
1: it that's what it says it says that's the way i used to do it but it's been it's been (laughs) a while that's impressive
0: that you got four back points um back in the day when that wasn't
1: a rule really impressive 20 yeah. oh at the michigan state open but yeah so they,
2: their results <laughs> wow. are all over the place so he's majored them but then he all he's beating them 20 to nothing and then he has a one <laughs> one to nothing win so uh kind of kind of all over the place there but, but yeah
1: but he wins but he wins he wins from one to 20 points yeah oh, look at jd Eden the dub <laughs> <laughs> big dub. J- big Jameis winston guy yeah um uh, so yeah, I mean Schroeder versus versus Heinzelman, I that that's the test, right? It's like, all right, is Malik ready to jump into that all American mm-hmm. tier? If you can beat a Devin Schroeder, that's more evidence to to that fact. So look forward to that match. My pick is gonna be because um, Schroeder is he is six and zero on the year. He's not faced a high degree of competition, but he's looked good. He's got a he's got a twenty to two win and an eighteen oh win, no twenty zeros yet. Yet. Uh, but I'm not ready to I'm not ready to pull the trigger of Schroeder falling to Heinzelman. I think the mad advantage still exists and that's where Heinzelman's win. Now Latona's good on top. Uh, don't don't get me wrong, but I think Schroeder's a different sort of challenge from the top position. And until I see Heinzelman get away and beat an elite rider, like he's beaten Raven Foley, but Foley's game isn't top either. Yeah. I want to see him beat someone that's an elite rider. And until then, I'm going Schroeder. So I got a glory-Schroeder final, and I have glory cruising. Not majoring, but uh, a cruising victory over Schroeder for a CKLV title.
0: Yeah, we saw Latona fall to Mancio earlier in the year as well. So I mm-hmm. think, um, not that Le- or Heinzelman hasn't gotten better, but that Latona's off to a little bit of a rocky start. Yes. This year, and I, I think Schroeder gets it done. But same thing falls to glory in the final. Who do you like in the Medley Manchio match? I'll, I'll go Manchio. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's as much of a toss-up as basically any match on here, though. But uh,
2: would it, would I change you know, your mind? Medley if I... was
0: ranked number fifteen before this week, before Soriano came back in the rankings. So don't see that Medley's unranked and think he's not you know a guy of significance in this bracket he he can definitely beat Mancio and maybe even push glory but
2: does your mind change if i told you that um medley beat Mancio two weeks ago nope <laughs> <laughs> all right i won't tell you all right don't don't t- i won't even, I yeah, won't even don't you. even tell i won't even don't tell, tell. You. he won
1: six to three. you can tell me Ain't changing, <laughs> yeah, Medley. Medley. If it ever comes down to like a push-up contest, he can do like you know three
2: push-ups, marathons. Yeah, mm-hmm. this dude's
1: a savage. Um, so yeah, I I'll, I'll go Medley in the um to make the semi against Glory.
2: Yeah, yeah. Same here, Medley you love, Glory. You love Michigan. I do, I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Medley Glory, and then Glory uh, over Schroeder. My, my picks as well.
1: And you're doing the same JD? Yep. How very lame. No. How very no, lame. I, lame. I, th-
2: I feel like it's gonna get we'll, we'll we'll disagree later on in uh 49, 57, Oh right? yeah. I'm
1: I'm yeah. I'm already geared up to yell. Yeah. I'm gonna go, I'm going go crazy here. 33 actually is not as tough either. Well we'll see. Let's get into it. 133 pounds. Here are the top seeds. Chris Cannon, Chance Rich, Dylan Ragason, Devin Turner, Moshe Schwartz. Matt Ramos Hayden Drury and Joe Greenwood uh, round out the top eight seeds there everyone knows I love Chris Cannon think he's super duper good Mm -hmm. he'll be my pick to win this whole thing I don't know if he's gonna dominate his way through I don't know if he is as removed as my prediction would suggest I'm not I'm actually not as sure of that
2: yeah it'll be interesting to see uh, Joe Greenwood he just beat McGee last week um who's an All-American, mm-hmm. so that's kind of a tough draw for Cannon uh, if, if the seeds hold, having him in the corner quarters there. But you feel like you could get a whole, like, how do you predict the rest of the bracket? Uh, with oh, most gosh. Schwartz and Turner, Ragason, Ramos, uh, and, and Rich, who's coming out there's, of that bottom side?
0: There's two kind of big questions for me in this bracket, and it's one, can Joe Greenwood kind of ride the momentum of the Cowboy Open after beating both Arizona State guys. <clears throat> and where is Matt Ramos at at the Division I folk style level? We've seen him. Obviously, he won a Cadet World title. We know mm-hmm. he's a decent freestyle guy, but we haven't really seen him that much yet in folk style. Was that Minnesota transferred. He's undefeated on the year, but hasn't really wrestled anyone too tough yet. So obviously, this will be a tough test for him, and we're really gonna
1: see where he's at. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if... I think he can go with Ragason uh, and Rich. He should wrestle a Smash freestyle. Ragason <laughs> and Ramos. Right. Yeah. They probably yeah. would both be cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think Ragason comes out of the bottom. Um, maybe that's a little premature based on what he's been able to accomplish folk style-wise, but I think he's he just has the best pedigree there. To me, I'm I'm really interested in the Schwartz Cannon match. I think I think Schwartz beats Turner, and then Schwartz is off to a great start this year. He beats uh, Madrigal, who had a, an amazing start to his season, and I think he's gonna be. I think he can go with with Cannon. I don't think he's gonna beat him, but I think that's gonna be more uh, of a closer match than maybe some people realize. Schwartz is definitely an up and down kind of guy. He has been historically. Um, It's also interesting. Has Northwestern just not wrestled yet this year? Because Cannon has zero matches. Uh, Deacon has zero matches. Oh, no, they've had a couple. Um, Oh, the SIUE match got postponed. So they would have wrestled that, and I guess they didn't send all their starters to MSU Open. So this is, for most (laughs) of the Wildcats, this is their first match, which is not how you would probably draw up starting the season. You want to kind of ease into it a little more. And I think that was the intent of the schedule when they made it, but then the SIU match gets po- postponed, and here's your season debut in an absolute meat grinder. Um, okay, continue. You, who is anyone picking outside of Cannon?
2: No, I'm riding with Cannon.
1: Riding with Cannon.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go Cannon over Rich in the Okay. Finals. Chance Rich, CSU,
1: Bakersfield. Okay, 141. Where now things are starting to get interesting, mm-hmm. more interesting. We've got Clay Carlson, the top seed. Andrew Alirez, the two. Chad Red, the three. Willits, four. Parker Philius, five. Dylan D'Amelio, six. Uh, so that rounds out the top six seeds. There they seeded out to ten for this weight class. This to JD's point, the the seeding is of huge benefit to Clay Carlson who is now opposite Andrew Lires and Chad Red who I think are both have as good a chance to win as Carlson in this match. Now, Lires is someone who I have picked and picked and picked and picked and it hasn't worked out for me like literally yet. Mm-hmm. Um I'm waiting for the the folk style to translate. And is this going to be the time? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how he does against Chad Red. I thought Chad Chad is one of those guys november december you know he'll he'll drop some matches he'll drop some matches you know in march he's gonna have it but he's i think he's getting his weight down i think he's um i don't know there's just a variety of reasons i thought he looked really um he just wasn't super active in the kijan clark match mm-hmm. it was really kijan attacking and Chad hoping for a a counter. He did get close to a takedown. He got in on a single, nearly finished, but couldn't quite. So I don't know where he's at. Based on that match, I think he's not quite a full-on Chad Redmo. But I'm curious, what do you guys think about Alira's matchup with Chad? Is that a good matchup for Chad? I I don't think...
0: mm, No, not really. Uh, Alira's, I think it'll be a close match. Maybe even overtime or a one takedown, one point type of match, and the way Alirez won his match with Alan Hart uh, kind of like proved to me or showed me that he can grit out those really tough, close matches against guys at this weight. And I think for that reason, based on that, I'm rolling with
1: Alirez to make the finals Ooh. and win. Yeah, love it. So. With Alirez, single leg, he's got a lot of leg attacks. The question is, can Chad get to his dive roll and counter? That's where he's really dangerous. It's where he's really good, capitalizing off a scramble. I think he does it at a higher level than even Alan Hart, who's a good scrambler. I don't think he's quite as good counter offense as Chad Red. So this is, a, I think this is like Alan Hart proves something to a degree, but Red is like kind of like a next level proving ground for for Andrew Alirez. Uh, that said, I'm doing it too. I'm taking Alirez to win this match and to beat Carlson. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's going with or against conventional wisdom or just me just refusing to get off the Andrew Alirez wagon despite you know everything else that happens with him. Uh, I still believe in his talent, and I like him down at 141. So, yeah, I've got him winning and beating Clay Carlson.
2: Yeah, this is a bracket where it's like, unless you know how each guy, like how close to a hundred percent each guy's wrestling, this is, this one's so hard to predict because like you got Carlson <laughs> at the one, but he has a four to three win over Berglund this year. I'll have him in the quarter, quarters potentially, and he's lost to Willets in the past. So it's like, is Carlson even going to make the finals? And then with a guy like Red and Aliris, who have been unpredictable. I, I don't have you know I have really have any confidence in, a, in making a prediction. But I'm gonna roll with red. Um, with with that being said, I'm gonna say red over Willits in the finals.
1: Yeah, you forget that um his year last year, he he was four and going into Big Twelves and then injury defaulted and medical forfeited out and didn't qualify for NCAAs. So really I'm sort of basing it on a lot of nothing right like last year sort of a wash he didn't wrestle a lot of really competitive matches and i don't remember his jensen match it was an injury default was it's seven minutes i don't i don't recall that belt but so really maybe i'm making two putting too much stock into last year which was really not even a year at all for aliris yeah he really didn't do
0: much last year and i think he's better suited for 141 versus 149 apparently he literally basically walks around at
1: 149. Oh, well, yeah. Probably at the Division one level you might need to cut down then if, yeah. that's, if that's the case. Well,
2: 33.
1: Get, why not? You know what? Who's to say? Yeah. Okay, so 41, going to be a fun one to watch. We'll learn a lot about the national landscape with these guys and big opportunity for Andrew Alirez. Okay, 149. This is the weight of weights. We already warred over this, uh, Kozak and I. Yeah. And we will war once more. <laughs> Yanni, Sammy Sasso, Yaya Thomas, Jaden Ridge, Lovett, Legend, Lamer, Mitch Moore, Kanan Store, Michael Blockus, Zach Price, Corey Crooks. That is a salty 11 for 149 pounds. And the biggest potential matchup here is Yanni versus Sammy Sasso. And it's a match we've seen in the past, but before we get there, let's look at these respective paths here. In round of 16, we're going to have a Blockus Canan Store match, ranked versus ranked there. Mm-hmm. And the winner gets Yanni. Um, and we've seen those before. And so you you predict, I predict Kanan wins that and then falls to Yanni. But the most interesting match to me is Lovett versus Abbas, that quarterfinal match. Um, how do you guys see that one going? Yeah, I think that's, <clears throat> I think that kind of comes down to,
2: uh, I favor Abbas on on the feet. Um if he can get, you know, a couple takedowns and, and build build a lead. I don't think I think he kind of removes the, the mat wrestling a little bit from there. Um and I just I, I've been really impressed with how Abbas has looked this year. Um so I I have pretty good confidence in him. Um but I don't know, JD, I'd like to hear your thoughts too.
0: Lovett does some wild things that almost make me want to pick him. Yeah. But I think more times than not, Abbas is going to come out of this match on top. especially I mean, we saw, you know, Jaden go toe to toe with Yanni and mm-hmm. it came down to a controversial call um, for the match. That gives me a lot of confidence. And uh, I think we see the rematch with Yanni.
1: Yeah. What am I doing here? I picked him. I picked Ridge in the uh, in the war, the smart board war.
0: I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm a big Ridge guy. No, you're not. And like you said, mm-hmm. you know, they wrestled <clears> 10 times. I think Ridge gets one or two, but uh, <laughs> well, the, safe not... death, I think the more likely outcome is Jaden Abbas.
1: Well, you know, I was I was a little higher on him after he beat Sherman, and now Sherman's just not looked great at all this year. He's 0-4 against Division One wrestlers, so I'm like, well, how much stock should I actually put in that win, mm-hmm. which was extremely close, and if we remember... Ridge was a couple inches away from giving up the match tying takedown late in that match. So, yeah, Abbas, the way he's looked from neutral. The question is can Ridge, for Ridge, is he going to be able to counter? Is he going to be able to go upper body? Is he going to be able to ride Jaden Abbas? And uh, I, I don't, I have a hard time picturing that, especially how Abbas has looked. And, you know, Wrestling Yanni close is, and losing is – that's a notable thing to have accomplished in, mm-hmm. in Division One wrestling. And I think I, you can't ignore that. That was a match at home for Yanni. And while Avis, I think, stalled considerably, mm-hmm. I think he matches up well against Ridge. So I'm, I'm flopping. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I mean – Abbas did he did stall in the first period in that match, um, but he was able to get to Yanni's legs a couple times mm-hmm. and avoid like giving up a takedown or any points at all on on the scramble. Stalled
0: effectively. What's that? He stalled effectively.
1: Stalled effectively mm-hmm. to great effect. He didn't get
0: yeah, a that's notable. He didn't just wrestle Yanni close and it was like you know five to three and you give up a takedown or whatever. He didn't get taken down.
2: Didn't get taken down. He was able to get up. Um, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I just favor favor him pretty highly here.
1: Yeah. So, it's an abbas Yanni rematch. Mm-hmm. Does the rematch favor um, room for improvement for Abbas or Yanni to make adjustments and pull away? I lean more towards Yani making adjustments. I think it's still a close match.
0: I do think we see a takedown in this match. I don't think it comes down to... Uh, technical points this time and I
1: I favor I favor Yanni I feel similarly I think the idea I mean Yanni at this point in his career if he leaves a match without getting a takedown he's going to be that will be fuel for him and he'll the guy's a student of the student of the sport like he's just into it and I think he'll make the adjustments get a takedown or two head to the bottom side yaya thomas will take on the crooks lamer winner a pac 12 battle there uh yaya is an interesting guy to predict because he is unpredictable <laughs> by history and uh i tend to err on a person's or a wrestler's upside because i think that's a little easier um you know last time we saw him he wrestled great so i'm gonna I'm going to pick him to make the semis over Lamer or Crooks, although I am interested in that match. I think those are good matches.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then down below, Mitch Moore, Sammy Sasso, or Zach Price. In that quarter, I think you got to favor Sammy. Sammy's looked fine this year. And, um, you know, Moore is – what. Brent Moore is the one. It was Brent. Yeah, who pinned. Big brother Brent pinned Sammy Sasso. <laughs> but they got this. it's the same. They both love the, the, the cow catcher move, chin and arm. But I'm not I'm not entertaining that potential, and I think it's gonna be a yaya, Sammy Sasso, semifinal. Uh, I I,
0: I thought about pulling trigger on the legend of legend Lamer, but um, yeah, I am gonna go
1: a yaya. You just didn't Sasso. want you just didn't want yaya's daddy yell at you on Twitter. That's what this is. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I hope he's in Vegas. Hope you're in Vegas, Mr. Thomas. Cool guy. Um and he wouldn't yell at you. Uh yeah, and so Sasso Yaya, they've hit twice. Once was crazy, big mm-hmm. big tens, and the other last year at NCAs was not as crazy. It was an 8-3 win for Sammy. And I'm I'm sticking with Sammy. He's 2-0 in this rivalry. I think Yaya does have a um a style that is can be problematic for Sasso, but seeing Sasso go from nightmare close match to pulling away shows that you know he he's made the necessary adjustments. And until Yaya proves the other side of it, I'm sticking with with Sasso to make the final.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you, but i uh, i did pick I did pick Yaya both in our video that we made and in our and in my preview. And, so you do disagree with Well, me. I don't disagree with your reasoning, but I just... I feel like you I have You
1: vehemently a, disagree I, with my I judgment. Do, I do. Yeah. You're calling him dumb to his face.
0: <clears throat> What's that? Yeah. What'd you say? You're calling Christian dumb to his face. Yes, to my face. To
2: your face. Um, yeah, which I'm happy to do. And... Uh, but, no, I just... You know, I just have a feeling. I just want to follow follow my gut. Okay. And my feeling is this is the time that Yaya, Yaya Thomas beats Sammy Sasso. I think he's like you said. He's got a good style to keep it close. Uh, he's able to keep it close with everybody, and uh, I think he's going to get a takedown on third. He's going to win uh,
1: three to two. Okay. Yep. Yeah. JD, are you going to call um, me down to my face?
0: No, I'm going to call Kozak an idiot to his face. <laughs>
2: You're not even here.
0: Well, this is to your face. In, in yes, today's to day and age, face. this is I'm to looking your face at you right now.
2: Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't
0: say that if we were in the room together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Sasso. Um, I, I just I don't really see a, a path to victory for Yaya. I think maybe he can get a takedown, but then I think okay, Sammy's just going to come back and get two takedowns. Um, it, until proven otherwise, you know, Sasso's just uh, a
1: level above, uh, yeah, for me. Yeah, this is, yeah, he's, he's really good. And that brings us to the final. Sammy Sasso versus Yanni Diakamahalas, got to be the marquee match of the year. Um, Sammy's already 8-0 on the year, by the way. Mm-hmm. He beat Sherman 4-3. Which is, looks a little more interesting now. Yeah. Um, and he beat Andonian, and I guess I never got to talk about that match. After cause I don't know if I got to do radio That's actually it so far. That was it was an amazing match, and Massive every yep. every time it looked like Sammy's just gonna pull away, Andonian would do something. He got, I think he had two reversals, which made things a little more interesting. He is Andonian is nuts. Uh, very fun guy to watch. That was a great match. I thought Sammy actually looked. Looked fine in that an eleven seven win. You you probably take that against someone as dangerous as Bryce Andonian. Um, but yeah, eight zero for Sammy. I like that he's he's got a lot of matches. It's always a little scarier picking against guys that you know haven't competed yet, um, like Yaya who mm-hmm. has not wrestled yet this year. I think that's he's fresh. <laughs> he's fresh. Yeah, as we know, that's the most important thing. It is. Um, but I'm going with Yanni to take out Sammy. And I don't think any of you have the guts to pick against Yanni. And I dare you. I defy you to pick against Yanni. Diakamahalas here. No, I'm not going to. Okay. You pick Sammy to you got and what he didn't say, this Kozak guy, not only did he pick him to lose to Yaya, he picked him to get fourth place at this wrestling tournament. That's right. Fourth.
2: I think Jaden Abbas is the second best guy in this bracket.
1: Wow. So You really love Abbas. I do. Classic California okay. bias. Mm-hmm. I don't hate that. I, um, Rob Kolf sees it that way. Yeah. He thinks they're so uh, the best guys at I the week. I wouldn't wake. be
0: mad if they met somehow <laughs> in this bracket. I'm predicting it, but,
1: but that would be a fun match to see. Have Abbas and Yaya wrestled? Yes. Yaya. He beat be them at NCAs twice, seven right? Seven to one, sir. I'm fine with that. That was the pass. This is now. Yeah. <laughs> Cato piles. Okay, so we're we're Yanni across the board. Who we'll get some great wrestlebacks on that one as well.
2: Yeah, yep, for sure. And that's that's what's going to be fun. <clears throat> Hopefully, everybody wrestles in the conses here. Oh my um, gosh! What a... But yeah, I think it's going to answer a lot of questions about the landscape of 149 and who's a legit all-American threat who can challenge. You know, make the semis or the finals opposite Yanni come March, or you know, who's just kind of. On the outside looking in.
1: Yes. Okay, 157. Really uh, curious to see how this weight plays out. I think we'll learn a lot about many wrestlers here. Ryan Deacon, Quincy Monday, Peyton Robb, Kendall Coleman, Jacob Wright, Justin Thomas, Will Luwan, Hunter Willits. Rounding out the top eight at 157 pounds. Ryan Deacon has had some fantastic CKLVs. He beat... David Carr, mm-hmm. Jacory Teamer, Hayden Heidley—I think—in one CKLV, that's that's really good. The last time we had this dang tournament, yeah. Um, so that makes him really tough to pick against, and this field is not as tough as that one that he won. And we've seen Ryan Deacon be really, really good in the regular season, and just every now and again he'll have a down performance and be like, "Well, what was that about?" But um, to me, the I mean, there's two huge, huge questions here. It's like, how good is Quincy Monday? Because he looked really, really good against Caleb Young. And there's just a lot of hype and energy about his potential this year. Can he win a national title? Um, can he push these elite of the least? And then we're, we, a guy in Peyton Robb, who we've seen beat Austin O'Connor, a national champ, and um, push David Carr, the reigning NCAA champion so a lot to sort through here why don't we just start on the top side because it's easier i think and i see deacon cruising to the to the finals mm-hmm. going through uh Willits or serniglia and then probably kendall coleman to to make the final there Co- coleman uh dropped a match to parker Kropman yeah. this year so he's not exactly humming at this point even though still really like his talent fun i think he's watch, good yeah. he is really fun but I think against Deacon, I don't know if he's got the answers there.
2: Yeah. Yep. No Deacon. disagreement here. Yeah, the bottom side I think is where the the heat is really at with Peyton Rob, and then even you know even Willowon against Quincy Monday. Mm-hmm. Will LeJuan's a the type of guy who is able to keep matches close, but I don't see him um, being able to stifle the offense of Quincy Monday enough to stay in that match, but
0: you never know. And another thing to watch with some of these Michigan guys who are maybe not, you know, the top tier guys are, can they push to get, to to jump a level? You know, if you're Dylan Mackson, can you make the jump to push for All-American? If you're Willowan, can you make the push to get, you know, in the top kind of six, seven area, because now we're following along for the NCAA team race now that Sariano is a part of their team. That's another kind of storyline to watch throughout the year is not just where is where are these guys had so that they can score team points yeah. for Michigan at the end of the year.
2: Yeah, that's a great that's a really great point because Michigan needs a guy like Will LeWan to overperform at NCAAs and what he's shown us in the past. So yeah, really and good point.
1: I think Luan does not match up well at all with Quincy Monday. I think you've got to be able to take – he's not going to be able to take this guy down, uh, in my opinion. I think Quincy is just going to prove to be too elusive there. And w- Will likes to really pick his spots. And I think you need a lot of cracks at someone like Quincy Monday to get mm-hmm. a takedown. Um, so I think Monday moves on there. And then Rob – Robert's Justin Thomas is probably going to be a fun match, but as good as Peyton's looked – tough to pick against. And then how do we see Peyton Robb versus Quincy Monday going? Who are you guys picking in this one? I think it's, I think it's one of the top semis to watch.
0: Peyton Robb has looked great up until this point, obviously, but like, don't forget how good Quincy Monday looked against Caleb Young. He looked tremendous in my opinion against Caleb Young. Young really had nothing for him.
2: Yeah, I don't know. And, and I guess you wonder is Peyton Robb a guy who surprised Austin O'Connor and surprised David Carr? Like they didn't they didn't go into the match like scouting him or watching, you know, watching tape on him because of what he's done. Like he's been he's been very, very good. But um, now is Rob on Quincy Monday's radar, it's like, okay, this is a guy I gotta prep for. He's a guy I know going into the tournament, here's where I need to watch out for. So man I I don't know. I'm going to pick Monday here. Um mm. but I don't feel
1: good about it. Yeah, so what I don't think Rob is sneaking up on people. I think Rob, I mean, you got you imagine imagine you're elite, you're you're Austin O'Connor, you've been an elite high school wrestler, you're mm. an NCAA champion. Peyton Rob's a name that's been known. You've been on the circuit around at high school. Everyone knows Peyton Rob's good, has been good, and is a, is a guy. So I don't think there's some like I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example of a wrestler who, really, like a Ryan Deacon who came out of nowhere seemingly and beats Yanni. Like, it's not like that. It's Peyton Robb's been on the scene and is known. So I don't think it was something like that. There do, it does sound like there were some interesting circumstances with, with Austin and um, a, maybe a family situation there that maybe, you know, proved to be a bit of a distraction there for him. And there was maybe some question if he was even going to wrestle in that duel. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. But, but what he
2: did against David Carr is like, yeah,
1: shoo,
2: he all, and, and he should have for, won that match. For, yeah. for David
1: Carr, you know, David Carr is certainly aware that he beat Austin O'Connor, yeah. right? Yeah, and he still he made it really tough for him. So <laughs> with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna go just based on. Th- so it's a rare thing because you have in this is an early season tournament, right? It's it's first, really the first month of the year, and. You have two guys hitting who have really super notable results on the year, and you have to really pick. So, like, normally you have something to really attach to, like, oh, this guy beat this person, and we haven't really seen this, so it's easy to pick. But now you have both guys, Quincy and Peyton Robb, both have sort of a signature win, signature results. And so you just have to pick who do you think is better. Is Peyton Robb going to be able to get to his control ties, use those, use counteroffense against Quincy Monday, or is Quincy Monday going to be – too elusive and able to um, get the scores. I think I'm going Peyton Rob here to get it done, um, because listen, he's he's faced someone else that is really tough to get to, and he's got to him with David Carr. Um, and I I think if you can do that with David Carr, should be able to beat Quincy Monday. But Quincy Monday is someone that you know. If he, if Quincy wins this tournament, I'm not surprised at all. But I'm. I'm saying, hey, Peyton Rob's got the hot hand. And I'm riding with that right now.
0: I'm rolling with Quincy. Uh, not confident in it, <laughs> and a good chance I'll probably regret it. Obviously, but I think he's able to get to that double um, once and gets to a counter once. Wins like a, you know, a, a six to four type match. Rob yeah. Rob gets a takedown it's uh, an escape or two, but Quincy, um, just how dynamic he is on the feet, I think he's able to get to one more takedown.
1: And I I like Ryan Deacon to win this tournament, and I think people forget how great he was last year, and that, um, you know, I think most of us thought he was going to win the whole thing. Um, He was a consensus, I think he might have been a consensus pick. Mm Mm-hmm. At flow like everyone was just like yeah it's gonna be him right he looks so good
0: cklv or i guess that was 2019 but yeah he brian deacon's really freaking good
1: yeah um and for all the talk about the inconsistencies or or whatever it's net it's never some like dr- drastic deviation from from greatness it's just like oh i thought he'd win this tournament and he got third or whatever mm-hmm. um
2: yeah, he got pinned in the semis, right?
1: Yeah, Delavecchia. He got De The half.
0: Yeah. Which apparently we could see that rematch maybe at Midlands. Yeah, because yeah. because he did all well apparently wrestle the Midlands.
1: <laughs> look, I mean, just look at the season that uh, Deacon was having last year. He had a, and I'm just going to talk about his notable matches against like ranked or all American level guys. 12-0 over Brayton Lee. 14-1 to over Kendall Coleman. 6-0 over Caleb Young. Um, and then at NCA's 10-3 over Sheets. 4-2 over Vandermeer. 5-4 over Franick, which this is all sort of a little more surprising. Pinned by Delavecchia, Then he beats Brayton 8-0 again and Jacori 1-0. So, don't forget, he had a completely undefeated season yeah, in yeah.
0: 2020. 2020. <laughs> and had that absurd CKLB.
1: So I, while I do think I'm not uh, going to be dismissive of, of Rob or Monday and their potential ability to beat Ryan Deacon, I think you just got to remember how how great this guy has been historically. And so I think Deacon wins this tournament. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't have a ton of reservation about it. I think he's actually maybe a bigger favorite than some people realize. What
0: now, um, what odds would it take for you to take the field against him like what 4 percent chance you give in the
1: field hmm. what are the vegas odds uh, i would say i would say 30% chance i'd give the field
2: yeah is that but, right
0: i'd yeah. say maybe a little bit higher i yeah, do too. yeah cuz he's going to make like, the
1: finals there's no one that can beat him on his side yeah yes. so with that ah uh, yeah 85 probably yeah, because only yeah he's Deacon, only got to wrestle Deacon one of those guys.
2: This close to making a world team this year too. I mean, against James Green, yeah, like those matches he should have won. Should have won them both.
1: Right? Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah.
2: So it's not like we've seen him not wrestle at his best the last time. Recently, with, right? Yeah. So yeah, I feel pretty good about Deacon.
1: Okay. <clears throat> All right, one sixty-five. This is brain breaking. This one is really tough because. Not only do we have a really tough weight, but we've got some results that just make things more confusing. Whereas, like, if this bracket existed before any wrestling had happened this year, it'd be a lot easier to do. Mm -hmm. But now, the national champion, Shane Griffith, lost to the what seed, Julian Ramirez? Six. Looks like he's the sixth seed. Yeah. So, that that is... uh, uh very confusing and then you have this freshman carson karchla who Mm -hmm. has a ton of hype he's got some amazing freestyle wins he has not been exactly destroying people um you've got a crazy person in tanner cook he's a little lunatic out there he just gives everyone his legs and and then he pins them
2: yeah (laughs) tanner cook's awesome
1: he's awesome he's uh i mean he's he's my pick to win it all and then you've got evan wick and he is now a mustang West Coast, mm-hmm. back uh, back in his home state. And you've got Cam Amin who, um, you know, Kozak's probably picked to pick to win. Because he's, he's from Michigan. All-American Cam Amin. So very, very tough weight to prognosticate. And um, why don't we start at the top side because it's a, it's a little more simple, I think. Because I don't see any scenario where Man. Ferrant or Grello, no. Canigliaro or Amin can go with Evan Wick. Evan Wick is uh, really good. He's a really good folk style. He's a really good freestyler. Yeah, He's got a game where he can give up a takedown. He can give up two takedowns, and I still wouldn't be all that concerned because of what he can do on top, what he can do in scrambles, how much offense he can generate. He is a He is a true point-scoring machine in folk style in the variety of ways he can score. And so I think he dominates his way to the finals where he's going to face someone that's going to give him the business and make it really, really tough for him. And we'll get to that in a second. But uh, first I want to see what you guys think. No, I agree. Wick. We haven't seen him wrestle folk style in a while, but
0: just knowing that arguably his best asset is his top game in folk style and style on the level we've seen him wrestling in freestyle gives me like no reservations about where he's at in terms of folk style wrestling. Like, you know, we, what did he? What did he end up at Olympic trials? He was like third or fourth third. Um, at Olympic trials, and doesn't even get to use his top game. So,
1: yeah, I think he he pretty much cruises through the finals. Yeah, and and the bottom half is gonna be the most interesting because what what do you make? How do you guys? What do you? It would have been a lot easier with the Griffith. Ramirez situation if Ramirez hadn't lost to Matt Lee. Yes. Because it would be a lot easier (laughs) to just say, Julian's just that guy. He's just one of the title contenders and take it from there. But to me, it almost makes uh, me think there was something up with Griffith that match, the fact that he could lose to Mm -hmm. Ramirez. So you don't know whether to give it the full weight of the win or not yet. Yeah. Right? And that's what makes it confusing. And then the fact that Ramirez would have to go through Karchla, who in high school beat him i'm pretty sure who's number one so so many factors to factor where do we start
0: you said it earlier um i forget who you were talking about but talking about a big win showing upside and i think we saw that upside in julian ramirez with that win um who knows maybe it was there could have been something up with Griffith. Sure, I don't know if there was, but I took away from that that Jul- Julian Ramirez is really good. He's young. He's going to be prone to losses like that. Um, but I-, I think Julian Ramirez, I'm not picking him to win NCAs or anything, but I-, I think he's definitely like on that level that wasn't just a fluke of a win.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely don't think it was a fluke win. I, th- I did think he looked really, really good there. I thought it was a... Very competitive match. So let's just get to the first challenge in Julian's way. Carson Karchla of Ohio State. How do you see this match going? Uh, If Karchla didn't have that big old
0: brace on and hadn't been wrestling some close matches this year, I'd probably lean Karchla, like Karchla a lot, but maybe, I don't know if lack of offense is the right word, but uh, it's a little bit concerning to me so
1: uh i'm rolling with ramirez
2: man yeah this is a tough one to, tough one to pick for sure and i think <clears throat> i think it's one of those where if they wrestle you know 10 times maybe it's a closer to a split than it's not um i, I will say i did go back and watch the the griffith ramirez match and griffith looked a little bit off to me and even within the match he it looked like he, he hit his head or something. He had he, he had his forehead yeah, split he- open. He had to get wrapped up. So I I look at that match as one of those where it's like that was more of the the floor of Griffith and the ceiling of Ramirez. Um, so any you know anyways. But speaking of the, the Karchla Ramirez match, um, I'm going to go with Karchla here. Um, I think he has. I think he's going to be really hard for Ramirez to score on. Um, I think it's going to be a close, you know, close one or two point um, match,
1: but I'm going to go with Karsla. I think I like Carson as well. And, you know, I, I'm not putting a ton of stock in the fact that he beat him in high school 11 to four. I think it's notable. And I think uh, I, I like the matchup in that I don't think I, I'm curious where Carson's mat game is, yeah. and I don't think Julian's going to bring that out of him, like make him really have to work from underneath or mm-hmm. have to win on the mat. I think it's just going to come down to takedowns and I think Carson has, I think it's as simple as Carson has a neutral advantage I think, yeah. and I think he gets the takedown. And uh, Ramirez can can launch himself into unquestionable title contending status with um, his performance here at CKLV but I think Karchley gets it and there's not a ton of... Uh, not a ton of, you know, confidence in this pick, especially Carson has not looked as I've expected. But the guy's never lost in college. So with the Matt Lee loss, I'm I'm ready to say this is Carson here, and so I've got him in the semis taking on Shane Griffith, who may end up on his back at some point against uh, <laughs> Tanner Cook. But um,
2: Tanner Cook, Tanner Cook, I was I went into a little bit of a Tanner Cook deep dive yesterday. That's the and way I, I would do recommend it. it. For everybody to do because it's just uh, so much fun but he has he has a, a, a three-part series to his leg defense what he does is he lets you take his leg that's that's, part that's one part one if you try to finish he goes gator bacon right yeah and if he if you if you realize that he's trying to do that he goes into um he goes into the 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 mixer. cement, the, yeah, the mixer, mm-hmm. um, which is also you know deadly. Which he'll, he'll get um, that as well. So maybe it's just a two part. I don't know. I'm forgetting. It was third. three part. No, let you in. Let you in. Part one okay, is part Gator. One.
1: Ba- part two is Gator Bacon. Gator Bacon. Part three, part three is, is
2: Mixer. Mixer. Yeah. So
1: he's gonna do that this mix. weekend. Some people have head, hands, hips. He yes. Has let you in. Gator bacon, Gator bacon, cement mixer. Mixer. That's his version of head, hands, hips. The
2: Tanner Cook fundamentals. Yes. Yep.
1: I. You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna sign Caleb and Natalie up. I yep. want them hitting the hitting the wild stuff. That will <laughs> yeah. probably crush at the youth level. Oh yeah. All day.
2: Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's he's gonna be fun to watch this weekend. Set your uh, set your alerts. Yes. For,
1: he's for a big he's a big alert guy. Yeah. Fair um. Enough. Even if he ends up in the... Especially if he ends up in the Wrestlebacks. Oh, My gr- they're not ready.
2: Gator Bacon City. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, he may have to move up to 74. <laughs> He's going to consume so much Gator Bacon. Okay. But I've got Griffith winning. Yeah. And then it's Griffith versus Karchla. And I'm... Her- I have... I have Ramirez. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yes, that rematch. you do. Okay, well, why don't we start with your rematch, Mr. Mister Dean? I think Griffith gets it done this time... Oh.
0: I'm, I'm not going to be as dramatic as because I can say that was Ramirez ceiling and Griffith's floor. But I do think, you know, these guys wrestle 10 times that Griffith is going to win seven or eight or, you know, the majority of the times. Uh, doesn't get kind of banged up early in this one and uh, and gets gets some revenge, pulls out the win, takes on Evan Wick in the finals.
1: Mm. Well, I also have Griffith winning over Karchla. I think the mat is... I, I think if Griffith's right, and I'm if he's here, he's right, then I think the top game of Griffith is really scary, and I think he's really good on his feet as well. I think he can wrestle with Karchla on his feet unquestionably, and he's got a mat advantage. So it's Griffith here. Uh, it's Griffith in the finals versus Evan Wick. This is a very, very tough final to predict. Do you have... I Griffith?
2: got yeah, I got Griffith as well. Um I just think he has more ways, more ways to score, more ways to win than um than Karshla does. Um so I got I got Griffith in the finals against Wick.
1: So how do as we look at this match, what do, how do we think it goes? Griffith versus this is one of the most interesting, maybe other than I'm actually more interested in this final than than Yanni Sasso, mm-hmm. to be honest and, with you. Uh, I think I think we'll learn a lot more. I think we'll learn a lot more about this weight than even 149, and some of these other weights are really crazy too. 197 is totally bananas. But let's let's stay on topic here. What what do you think this match comes down to? I don't think Wix. Even though I hyped
0: up his mat game, talking about him a couple minutes ago, I just don't see Griffith getting turned um, mm-hmm. now. Can Wick ride for a minute? That that could possibly come into play. But I, I think for the most part, this is a, a takedown battle. And I think I got Wick winning the takedown battle. Really? Yes. Wow.
2: I was like, ready to be like, yep, I'm all with JD. I agree with everything that he's saying. But I agree with it to the other, you know, to the, re- the reverse. I think it comes down to the takedown battle and I favor Griffith there.
1: This is a guy who will say, I don't disagree with you. While he disagrees with you, then he'll say, I agree with you, but in the reverse. Yes. All to avoid saying, I disagree with you. Yep. That is... I guess games, Kozak. He, yeah. He's really... He's trying to... I'm easily confused, and that confused me. Um, I agree with you, but in the opposite. No. Yeah. <laughs> also, well, no. they actually invented a word for that. It's called disagree. Yeah. And it saves way more time than saying I agree with you, but in the opposite. Well, I said I was ready to agree with him. Uh-huh. The whole time. This is then... all part of his mind games, JD. It's, yeah. it's not going to work. I'm not going to be fooled. Yes. So you're picking Griffith.
2: I uh, yeah. I just dis- I I disagree.
1: In the with... in the.
2: I disagree with his take that the takedown battle favors Evan Wick and it uh, favors Shane Griffith. I, I th-
1: that I agree with that. I do yeah. think the neutral game actually favors Griffith, mm-hmm. but I think the mat game will be the difference. And I don't. I think.
2: Wait, what? You think the mat game is going to be the difference? Yeah. So you think Wick? I think Wick. I think, oh, Wick, wow. I
1: think Wick's going to win. Wow. I think Wick's going to win. He's off to a. a a really strong start. I know he hasn't faced like, you know, insane rigor, but 10-0 over Bronigal, he's got 11-0, a 17 to 18-2. Uh I like Evan here. I think he's, you know, Griff- <laughs> Griffith lost this season. Wick hasn't and he's beaten a Julian Ramirez level guy 10-0, I would say. Bronigal is probably that, maybe not. I don't know. We'll learn a lot this weekend. But I'm going Wick here with a uh, very low degree of certainty, extremely low. I have no confidence, and i it's one of those picks where I hate it as soon as I made it, but I'm sticking with it. And I think, I think Wick, one of the reasons Wick may be a smarter choice, just probability of making the finals, I think is significantly higher, albeit Griffith, I think, is, is pretty likely to make the finals as well, but Wick, I think, is close to guaranteed.
2: All right, I disagree with you.
1: I disagree. I agree with you, but in the opposite. <laughs> I agree with you, but in the opposite. 174 pounds. Let's look at those pre-seeds. We've got Mikey Labs, Ethan Smith, Chris Folka, Hayden Hastings, Cade DeVos, Troy Fisher, Garrett Ninehouse, and Aaron Almost. And then get Jared Kratiger at the nine. And then, honorable mention, but number one in our hearts, Anthony Mantanona. He is the the Probably the um, role model for Tanner Cook,
2: <laughs>
1: but in a different sort of way. Total, total lunatic himself. Now, labriola has got to be among the bigger favorites here. Um, but Ethan Smith, what, what do we think about him uh, at, the, at this weight, how he, how he stacks up?
2: I think he's looked okay this year. Uh, but I think the match against Makai Lewis kind of showed where he stands. Um in the landscape of 174. Mm -hmm. I think he's a legit all American contender, but I think he's just the second tier behind. um, And, you know, going to be probably in the blood round wrestling for the chance to all American, but, but they have met in the past Labriola and Smith and um, Labriola came out on top. So I think uh, Labriola is the clear favorite in this bracket.
1: What say you JD? I'm really interested
0: to watch FOCA. That's yes. kind of who I'm I'm circling. I'm really going to be keeping an eye on because he's a guy, another young Cornell guy who, where, where does he stack up really in this way? We know he's really good, but is he ready to be an All-American, a high All-American? Obviously, if he does end up seeing Smith in the semis, that would be a huge indicator of where he stacks
1: up. Yeah, I love Foca. He's just a goer. He's got a lot of tools. I do think he makes the semis, and you know Smith will have to get by Ant Man or Nine House, which I think is doable. Um, so,
2: is, is Foca big for this for this weight? I he
1: probably not small. He definitely yeah. spent some time at eighty six uh, yeah. kilos.
2: Yeah, that's what concerns me about about Foca is how how does the weight cut go? Um,
1: well but, you know he's he's had he's had a couple hour duels tournament's gonna be yeah more beneficial to yeah
2: that's what I was gonna say if he makes the finals or if he makes the semis against Ethan Smith maybe that does favor him
1: there. yeah he should be a little a little more full I mean he so his duel he only has one duel match so far mm-hmm. and it was a 6-4 over Ishins. Ishins is tough that's a good win Ishins is tough it's not like a signature win or anything it says but it is uh you know he's a qualifier. You level. can hang your hat on. Yes, so it's some something to be proud of, I would say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm. I actually, I'm gonna pick Foca to make the finals here over Smith. Maybe crazy, maybe premature, but um, I'd rather be on him earlier than than late. So I'm going with Foca here.
0: I'm kind of the same way, and. I- I think I am too. I think Focus ceiling just a little bit higher than East Ethan Smith's if could is that ceiling up above Ethan Smith yet? I'm not exactly sure. Um but uh we're with FOCA, too.
1: Yeah, it's interesting in that you know, Smith was a sixty-five, mm-hmm. this guy was wrestling at one eighty nine, and now they're they're meeting at one seventy four. Right. Yeah,
2: and this <clears throat> this weight, um, somebody in our YouTube comments asked if this was like the weakest weight. In in a way, it doesn't have the high level, you know, guys, but like it might have the most ranked guys um, at the weight. But um, speaking of Foca and Smith, the I was backside actually that
0: is going to be mayhem. Like the backside is yeah. one of those ones where toss toss them all in a in a matrix and throw it out, and you could Who's get you know, hundred different
2: 40 results. Or, right. But I, I was it. the earliest on the Foca train because I picked him in my preview. To make, to make the finals.
1: Um, wow, it's not a contest. Yeah, It sounds like a, yeah, he's yeah. getting. We're, we're getting him a little more confrontational though, JD. So I can't complain. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: yeah. So um, you have uh, Foca making... totally have... picking him to make the finals. You know? We all have Foca making the finals. Yeah. So that's <laughs> not happening. Yeah. We messed that up already. That's a pre-mess up. We already know it's okay. Um, and Labriola. Now, are we going to go as far as to say he can beat uh, Mike Labriola? No. Because I, I am not. Not right now. I'm not prepared to do so. Mm-hmm. I've got Labriola winning this one. I don't think he – he ain't bonus in, in the finals, I don't think. I think it's a competitive match. If it's Smith, it's close. It's a decision win. And I think if it's Foca, I think one of the advantages for Labriola over Foca is he's way more seasoned. Plus, where Foca's good, I think Labriola is actually good because he can scramble. He can – He's a very diverse wrestler, and they, the match can go a lot of different ways. And mm-hmm. I think Labriola will be comfortable there.
2: Is Labriola like a, like the gatekeeper to the next tier?
1: At yeah, one seventy four. Yeah, I think so. I mean, when you consider when you consider Staracci, uh Mackay, Highly, Hydley Highly is a question. Is he, is Highly in that? First tier because at 174, we still have a little bit to learn. I, my gut is that yes, that is kind of like the first tier, and then there's Labriola that's just like off the top. But he, Heidley, could be the top of that second tier. I'm not sure, yeah,
2: yeah. And I think Labriola, I have to I, make a
0: tier right now. Heidley's up in that tier where, he, and then would you put, put Labriola be
2: right, right behind, right behind Heidley?
0: Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. I think there's a, a step. Step down there, where almost nobody is going to be picking Labriola to win a title. There mm-hmm. are going to be some people at this point in the season that would maybe pick highly to win. Yes. yes, I that I agree with. I think Labriola is
2: darn good, though, man. He, he is he's, good. He's a guy who I could see in the finals in you know, in, at NCAs. One wow. thing I'm interested in
0: this way is to see <laughs> how Hayden Hastings performs, so that we know kind of exactly what level Kyle Valencia is at since he just beat him at the Cowboy Open last week was, is Hayden Hastings, you know, maybe down a little bit? Or, you know, if if Hayden Hastings, you know, takes out um, DeVos and pushes Labriola at least, that shows where true freshman Kyle Valencia is
1: at. Yeah. Kyle Boy Open, perhaps. Oh. Ooh. I can't believe I beat you on that one, JD. (laughs) Okay. 184, Bernie Truax Jr., the top seed. Tate Samuelson, Taylor Vince, Jonathan Lowe, Darian Roberts, Caleb Romero, Swalmero. This dude's going to be jacked. Max Lyon, Travis Stefanik, and David Key. Uh, who is the favorite here? Is it, in fact, Bernie Truax? I, I don't know.
0: I think whoever comes out of the bottom is taking it. Really?
1: really i I uh, do um
0: yeah i i'm pretty high on tate samuelson um i i think he could be kind of a a sneaky possible possible winner here um or i I don't know how sneaky he is i mean he he got the
1: how sneaky is
0: this guy He, he got the two seed but um you know, at rank number 13, he could possibly be the lowest
1: ranked guy to win a weight. Uh, yeah, perhaps. But I, I would say Kale, I think Caleb Romero has a great chance to make the finals here. Mm-hmm. I think he can beat a Taylor Vins. Um Now, the question is, you know, Romero, really tough guy to score on. I Can he get away from Taylor Vins? Can he avoid the, some of the tricks that Vince has that, that puts a lot of guys in danger. That's what I'm curious about. Um, Vince has looked pretty good this year. Romero at 84. I have assumed he would be the guy that wins the weight. He was a little banged up, I think, earlier in the season. So just how healthy is he? I, if he's wrestling here, I have to assume he's quite healthy. So, he's an interesting one for me. If you're looking for like a deep sleeper to make a run at the final, I think Caleb Romero is actually a really strong choice. And I'm just gonna go for it uh, and say he he goes through Venz and Samuelson and makes the final. Could be nuts, but I'm I really like Caleb Romero.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to find the um <clears throat> the picture of Caleb Romero at his swole list.
1: <laughs> looking bigger than Colin and Moore.
2: And I did just find it, so I'm gonna send it to.
1: All right, and th- this will be Exhibit A for yeah Why picks him.
2: this is my this is my reasoning for caleb romero as cklv champ um yeah i'm rolling with romero all the way through
1: whoa really all the way through all the way all the way yeah what are you talking about <laughs> all right um
0: what about you you have to make the finals if you pick him to beat, you know taylor vins and tate samuelson and max Lyon, like it's not that crazy that he beats bernie too
1: i guess so um
0: like, Brilliant. are you picking Bernie to win? You feeling the burn? What, who are you picking? I'm going Venz. Vince Vinsational. Yep. I, I almost want to pull trigger on Samuelson. Like I said, I think whoever comes out of that bottom wins it all beats Bernie. But I, I'm going with Vins.
1: I'm picking Truex. Oh, look at him. On the far right. My (laughs) gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Holy cow. They should make Malik Heinzelman live with him. (laughs) Woke him up. Yeah. My gosh. Look at that. But you can tell Romero's one of those guys that knows, like, the exact way to stand to look the most
2: massive. For reference, that's Miles Martin. Um, A 184-pounder. Next to him.
1: Okay. What the heck? (laughs) He looks bigger than Boykin. Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. All right. Caleb, Swole Marrow. I've got him in the final, but I'm going to take Truex to, to win it all. Truex last year was a revelation, you know, beating Massa, beat Labriola. Uh, beat Massa twice, actually. That's that's really, really good. So, I'm, I'm, I'm good with go. it. Yeah, but, well, uh, there's no gun, but <laughs> You back. You just chose to agree with me in the opposite. And um, – <clears throat> And you got you got Swimero all the way. Yeah, you just all the you, way. You just look for a, someone to be super jacked, and you're like, it's got to be him. It's got to be him. Yeah, you messed
0: up from a Michigan man. I know you you lived in Ohio, but hey,
1: I had, I had season tickets to the Ohio
2: State wrestling Buckeyes. So
1: in the in the in the, in the, in the gas station, in the
2: Cavelli gas station. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Jeff Ayers in the YouTube comments are saying we need to ring the mispronunciation bell. On Christian Piles. No. <laughs> he says True X is not pronounced True X, but True Ow.
1: I refuse. True Ow. I refuse. If there's an X, I'm saying it. True, True Ow? True Ow. All right. Listen, I'm going to see this man this weekend. I'm going to ask You're gonna him. you going to see Jeff Ayers? No. Oh. okay. <laughs> I'm Bernie. So I'm going to ask Bernie. I'm like, is it True Ow? Yeah. It is. Apologies. But everyone at Flow Wrestling definitely says True X. Yeah. Um,. What's this guy's name? I'm gonna remember this, Jeff Ayers. Jeff Ayers. Jeff Ayers. This is gonna come up Tuesday, and i'll I'll be the I'll be the bigger man if I'm wrong. But to me, it's been True Um mm-hmm. But we'll find out together.
2: Loser gets a True Axe tattoo. I, a what? True Axe tattoo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no ink on the line for this one. Okay. But I'll say, listen, I got Nine House right. That's I get at least mm-hmm. a little credit for that. Man, think of all the tattoos uh, Ben and Askin would have. Oh he'd look he'd look like a gang member He looked rough oh man um, okay, 197. I think this is this weight is really, really tough to pick. yes there are so many guys that could win this tournament. Here's the seeds in this order Jake Woodley, Pat Brucky, Stephen Buchanan, Eric Schultz, Lou Dupre, Thomas Panola, uh, Tanner Sloan, Jacob Cardenas, Jake Kozer and you even got some hammers. Mm-hmm. Uh for example, Luke Stout of Princeton, like him a lot. Uh, Mikhail Foy, who we have ranked fifteenth, is the fifteenth seed here.
2: He, he just beat Kenny um, Sloan,
1: the seven seed. So yeah. they should probably reconfigure the seeds a little bit in light of that result. But um, I I see five guys that can win it. I think the top five: Woodley, Brucky, Buchanan, Schultz, pray all can win. See, I get to pray right. I don't say DePrez, like some like some of you rubes. Um, so w- it's Woodley, in the amount of rigor this guy has faced already this season, makes me really confident to pick him. Um, but honestly, if, if I ended up, say you said, hey, you've got Schultz for this one. It's like, well, that guy was the two seed going to NCAs last year. A lot of people thought he was going to make the finals and then just had a bad tournament. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he wants. So why don't we start at the top side where you know I want to see Cardenas versus Woodley in the the quarters. I think that's a that's a potentially exciting match. Uh, JD, talk us through your top side predictions. First of all, I want
0: to say you didn't even mention the certified go to Nick Stimmett, yeah. uh, best wrestler probably in the field. Probably in the field anyway. Correct. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) This way is so tough um, to pick. And if you told me with like with Schultz, Davison, Dupre, Woodley, if like you told me any of those guys came out of this side, I'd be like, okay, yes. Like I'm not even that surprised. And I guess Schultz. Um, I'll, I'll go with Schultz. Uh, sorry, Woodley. I, he did me well in our in our picks the other weekend, but uh, I'm going Schultz. I, I don't even really have like too much of a rhyme or reason or why. It's just like a... okay, Schultz.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think all the evidence is that it's probably. You know, it's it's Woodley's it's the most proven so far this year, but with someone like Schultz, and if they ever hit, it would yeah, seem they like...
2: they hit it um, two years ago at CKLV, and Woodley won uh, four to th- or three to two.
0: Hmm. Perfect. Right, right where he wants him.
1: Right where he wants him. So mm-hmm. I'm
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm actually gonna go. I I've I've wavered on this. How is it to pray done this year? Because I kind of want to pick him to to beat Schultz. Um,
0: Defeated
1: like, on the year. I just like to pray. Um, I'm going to go to pray over Schultz, and then I'm going to go to pray to the finals over Woodley. I don't hate it. Um, I, praise one of those guys. That down at 184. It's just like, man, that weight's so good. But he's, he's fantastic. Um, he did not have he did not have a good NCAs. Um losing to a variety oh, well. of, of individuals that I wouldn't have predicted. Like it, Britt Wilson, Bolin, um, that's a close one, and he lost to the pause. But on the whole, I think Dupre's been a really good guy. I mean, I, I could easily roll with Woodley, and that'd be the safe pick. But I don't know. I've gone chalk on some, so this instance I'm going to go Dupre. And he's got to go the long way. I mean, that's why. That's another reason Woodley's the smartest pick yeah. out of the top side because he has one less really, really tough, losable bout, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Woodley could be laughing at all of us once again.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go more of the conventional pick and Woodley to the um, Woodley to the finals. I am interested to see Cardenas. Like we said, I feel like that could be almost like a little trap trap match um, potentially. Yeah, in the quarters there but I'm going to ride with ride with Woodley
1: over to pray. And let me give you Woodley's season so far to just uh personify how stupid JD and I are. Um he beat Pat Brucky uh 4-2, he beat Cam Caffey 5-2, he beat uh Andrew Davison who's pretty solid 5-2. Mm-hmm. He beat Cordell Norfleet, 5-3 and then uh, a solid Alan Clothier 13-4.
2: Yep.
0: Hey, I know how good Woodley is. Don't forget I picked him Against Norfleet, you and Ben, the haters
1: that you are, did not. But. I didn't. I didn't based on the fact that Northfleet beat him last time. But you were right. Um, but yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm going to pray. You're going Woodley, and this guy, uh, the Nebraska lovers, going Schultz, and all picks I think are good and fair there. So let's go to the bottom half of 197, where we've got Stephen Buchanan. Uh, sitting at the three pat Brucky at the two and i like Brucky to come out of this bottom half um i love buchanan's style i think buchanan versus Brucky is a really interesting contrast and i think Brucky's solidness maybe counter the you know volume offense of stephen mm-hmm. buchanan and he's able to get a kind of slow things down a little bit and get the score although uh, a Buchanan to the finals pick wouldn't surprise me here either.
2: Yeah, that was Spay's pick.
1: Um, Buchanan, I think, to win it
2: all. Yeah, Spay picked Buchanan over Brookie to win that's it all. It's because
1: James Buchanan's his favorite president. Right, right. I think that's why he did it. But uh, Mikhail Foy,
2: I'm interested to see how he looks against Brookie because yeah. he, he dominated Tanner Sloan. I think he had four takedowns to none um, against them, so he looked— he look really, really good. So that's an interesting first match for Brucki there around a the sixteen.
1: And that's what makes this tournament so fun. Is every every year there's guys that just come out and have mm-hmm. monster tournaments that you didn't expect, and like become national names um, from there from that point on. And Foyk is a guy that you could see fit that mold, and he'll he'll certainly not lack for opportunity here, especially at this weight. Which I think this is the deepest weight. I don't know if I can call it the best. But I, it might be because I think it's that rife with all American contenders. And yeah,
2: they seeded the most guys at this weight, um, so the seeding committee agrees with you. Um,
1: Thank you, committee.
2: Yeah, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm humbled. gonna roll with Pat Brucky to the, the finals.
1: So I've got Brucky versus Dupre, JD. Look, Brucki, it's a
0: mustache man. I gotta go with the fellow a fellow mustache, mm-hmm. and to make the finals. I got Brucky coming out of the bottom side. I will say not with the utmost confidence.
1: I have a little more I have a little more conf- no, I have significantly more confidence in Brucky making the finals than Dupree. Yes. Um even though I do think the Buchanan match is, is super losable and Foy, we don't know. And Tanner Sloan has you know, he's got some big wins in his career. So mm-hmm. it's it'll be a an interesting path for, for, for Pat. Um, so, let's get to our finals pick. Starting with Kozak, you have Woodley versus Brucky.
2: Woodley-Brucky, rematch of MSU Open, finals. 4-2, four t- four sudden victory. victory. I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to go with Brucky here. Brucky,
1: uh, going to get the, uh, get revenge. I'm going to also go with Brucky over Dupre. Um, yeah, I think... I think that that's a slugfest, just hard hand fighting, one attack kind of thing. I don't think Deprey can ride Brucky, I don't think that I think Brucky's uh, or I think Deprey is really really good on top and I think that's going to serve him well at this weight, but I think Brucky can get away and then I think it's a I think it's like a it's a 3-2 type of mount, type of bout. But I think Brucky does it.
0: Well, both of y'all got Brucky. I cannot. I went the Husker at 74. Roll with them at 84 too, which means one of them will not win.
1: But uh, yeah, I, I'm going Schultz. Schultz is, a, is an awesome pick, I think. Um, I, th- I think there's a no no prediction that I would say that makes no sense. I think they all are super justifiable. And that's why 197 is so exciting. Let's go to 285. Here are the seeds. Tate Orndorff, Brian Andrews, Christian Lance, Yaroslav Slavakuski, Lucas Davison, A.J. Nevels, Josh Heinzelman, Joe Doyle-Rules, Jack Garbino, and Gas Tank, Gary Traub. Rounding out the top ten. So, looking at this top side, I really, really, really like Lucas Davison. And I think he makes the finals here. I think he beats Slavakuski. I think he beats Orndorff. I think he's in the finals. I think we... He showed what he can do at the freestyle stage. He's got some great wins there. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a beast at heavyweight now. Um, so he's my pick to make the final. He's looked great at heavyweight this year. I I, I do yeah. not hate that pick at all. We love the bulk jobs. Uh, yeah, he's got a 2-20 two, two over Josh Heinzelman already um since moving up from 197 and yeah, uh, who do you guys like?
0: <laughs> um you know I, I like Davidson on the top side too
1: i mean this guy this guy beat tony cassiope um so the size is i don't think gonna be a mm-hmm. a huge issue it's something he's dealt with i know it's freestyle but you know what
0: yeah it's hard i mean a just guy because i beat a... cassiope and folk style in this bracket let's not forget
1: no. yeah. <laughs> well you go for it yeah, I'm
0: not picking him. Just say, let us not
1: forget. Let us not. Del Garbino <clears throat> did pin Tony Cassiope.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough because I know Slavikuski solid too. Um, I'm interested to see that matchup with Davison. Um, and and then you got Orndorff up there, who's the only All American in this bracket. True. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think I think I'm gonna go
1: safe pick Orndorff. But I don't feel good about it. I don't think there's any safety there at all. I think you're in serious danger. (laughs) All right. Bottom half, Christian Lance, A.J. Nevels, Heinzelman, Traub, Andrews. Oh, man. I don't really feel great about any of these guys. um, because I just think all these guys are pretty dang similar. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll take Traub to get to Andrews. And then fall controversially to Brian Andrews, and then I think Lance makes the final here, out of the uh, three seed. Why? I, <laughs> I I don't know. He's <laughs> I think he moves really well for a big guy. I think he's um, can get some counter stuff against Andrews. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. You pick, did. You pick now. He
2: did gut wrench Mason Paris in freestyle.
1: So. He he might gut he might gut Andrews. Yeah,
2: yeah, okay.
1: All right, someone else go. I I, I don't hate it. I've been rolling
0: with the Huskers um the past couple of weeks. How can you do that
1: after they partied on your Carney boys so hard? They did, and, and cl- especially Christian, Christian Lance. Was, literally humped a man. <laughs> it was he did. It, humped he humped the them straight out of bounds. He, he did, and uh. You have no choice but to
0: respect that. So he, makes
1: the <laughs> yeah, but... he to, to the finals. The Raider rules. Yeah. Raider rules. Yeah. Respect um, <laughs> like You have to respect it. So you've got Lance making the finals? Yes. Yeah, I do. Okay. Oh, gosh. Kozak.
2: I don't know. Um, Christian Lance does have a win over Brian Andrews. Um, but...
1: You should pick Gastain Garrett. Yeah, I was going. I
2: was about to. Uh, I'll go with Brian Andrews here to make the make
1: the finals. Okay, so and then I've got Davison winning over Christian Lance. Too strong, too focused, too energized. Mm-hmm. I think he gets it done. Yeah, give me, Ornd-
2: give me Orndorff. You got Orndorff okay. over. over I don't
0: yet. respect the Hump so much. The, against Lucas Davison is where I draw the line.
2: Yeah, that's respect it. The hump. Yeah. <laughs>
1: hey, if he was a camel, camel, that would even make more sense, but yeah. he's not. So, um, that should be one of their slogans. Respect the Respect hum. the home. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we went five minutes over here, and that's okay. Um, All right. It's a big show. JD's probably going to go back to sleep or just go straight to the craps table where Sion Williams probably still is from the night before. Um, so JD, we will see you this. What, what are you doing right now? Are you going to Gold Rush? Uh, I, I will be at Gold Rush today. Okay, up
0: some high quality um, content for y'all. Some workout footage, maybe some interviews. So
1: check out the site later today if you wanna you wanna get hyped for CKLB. All right, Prospector JD is on the scene. I'll be there this afternoon. Riding with Spay and Ollie and a couple other. I think our buddy Travis Peter's going. I'll
2: be in Hippo Nation.
1: Hippo Nation. Hutto Town, USA. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Do not forget! CKLB starts Friday and Saturday, Saturday. And then we got a party on Sunday for Iowa versus Iowa State. Make sure you are watching that. Tune in. Great weekend of wrestling. And it gets started tomorrow. Thanks so much. See you next time. Goodbye.